We're starting a new sermon series this morning, um, and, and I'm really excited about it. The sermon series, as if you look in your bulletin, is called Breaking Down Four Walls, and it's about allowing us to become the church more than just a building. Does anybody remember the song we sang last week for Laity Sunday? I am the church. And the, 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 first, the verse goes, the church is not a building, the church is not a steeple, the church is not a resting place, the church is a people. The church is a people. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. That's such a catchy swing to it. I like it a lot. And that's what we want to talk about, about being the church more than just a building, about being the church more than just this. I mean, we do have a beautiful facility here, and it is incredible to be able to worship God in this place. And you really do get to experience the Lord in a place like this. But the church is not just a building. It's a people. That's how it started out. In the very beginning, it's a people. And so during this sermon series, we're going to be talking about being the church more than just a building, and breaking down four walls, these barriers that keep us from being more than just a building. And so I was thinking this morning about um, some of my first experiences in the church. Now, I grew up in the church, but, you know, I I don't have particularly fond memories as a kid growing up in the church. I I do remember coming up with with a million excuses to get out of going to church. I I actually remember um, my go-to excuse was my stomach hurts. Uh, because church was boring and I didn't want to be there and, you know, th- there, was that, there was that really weird looking guy who stood up at the front and talked for way too long and all I had to do was a coloring page and it was never any fun because the coloring page was about some weird story that the guy up there was talking about and I didn't want to do it and I didn't want to go to church. And so I, I, growing up I had this, this understanding that the church was just like a not fun place to be. And so that's what I experienced. And now, in, in conjunction with that, you know, with my perceptions as a child, I also was not, not necessarily a shy child, although if you looked at me, it would have really seemed like I was extremely shy and introverted. Um, I was, a, I, I was a, uh, a child who didn't like to be in the way. And so because of that, I seemed very shy, and it's still something that comes out in my personality. I don't like to be in the way of anybody. I like to be kind of small and reserved. And so I didn't make friends very easily. Um, in fact, growing up, most of my birthday parties consisted of uh, either my cousins or my neighbors um, because I, I just I had a really hard time making friends because I was so uncomfortable feeling like I would always be a burden to people. And so that also made church very hard because, you know, as a kid, you know, all these, all these other kids would be running up here for the children's moment, and, and it seems like, you know, they're all tight and close together, and they love each other and are hanging out, and then they go to children's church, and they would be hanging out together, and, and I just didn't feel like I was a part of that. And uh, as I, uh, growing up, you know, I tried to, tried to avoid the church, but then one day we ended up moving, and we ended up joining a different church. And, um, and during that church, this was about the time I was going into seventh grade and starting youth group. And so my parents really strongly encouraged me to, to try to get in with the youth group because this church had a massive youth group. I'm talking like 500 people kind of youth group. I mean, it was Six Flags Over Jesus Church. It was massive. And so, um, and so they, they tried to get me to go to this youth group. And once again, I'm very uncomfortable with it. It sounds really weird. Um, didn't want to be a part of it. And was very uncomfortable with it until my sister started uh, going to be part of like the youth and children's group. She was a little younger than me. And she joined what they had, this team they had there, this ministry 
called their puppet ministry. And I was like, whoa, that's super cool. Because there's nothing cooler than puppets, right? <laughs> I, was, I thought it, puppets were so cool. And they did these blacklight performances and everything. And so I said, you know what? I want to go and see like, how all this is done behind the scenes. I like the mechanics of it. And so I went to puppet practice. And there I met a few people who I didn't have to go up to. I just stayed in my spot, real small and reserved, not wanting to touch anything or get in anybody's way. And a few people came up to me and said, Hi, I'm so-and-so. Hi, it's nice to meet you. So glad that you're here. And people started to gather around me and helped me enter the space. And that right there was the moment my entire life changed. That one moment. From that moment on, I was inseparable from the church. And it was very easy at this church because they had something going on every night of the week at least. And so Sundays, uh, Sundays I was there the entire day, Monday mornings, Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, Wednesday for youth group, and then Friday and Saturday were free. And I was up there all of the time because a few people came to me and said, you are welcomed here. We're so glad that you are here. Today, I want us to talk about hospitality. As we're looking at what it means to be the church more than just a building, to be the church as a people, the most crucial concept that we can talk about is this word hospitality. And it's, one, it's a word that's become real cliche in the church these days because you know, everybody's talking about it, but nobody really knows what it means. Is it you know, just shaking hands with people? What is hospitality? I think this is where we start breaking down four walls, is with hospitality. The church is a place and a people of hospitality. And it's paramount that we understand that. I mean, we just could start unpacking the Bible right here from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to Revelation chapter, I don't know how many chapters in Revelation, so I'm a bad Christian. And I also just said Revelations instead of Revelation. My seminary professors would uh, give me an F right there. The entire story of the Bible is talking about hospitality, welcoming people. Like literally the entirety of it Every single moment, I guarantee you, if you look through every single book of the Bible, you will find some reference to hospitality and how important it is from beginning to end. In Jesus' ministry, we were talking about like the climax of scripture, the pinnacle of, of our holy book. In Jesus' ministry, every single thing that he's talking about is welcoming people, making room for people, helping people feel like they are a part of this community, whatever this community might be. Hospitality is of paramount importance to any community that wants to call themselves a church. It is of paramount importance to any individual who wants to call themselves a Christian, a, a, a little Christ. Hospitality. Hospitality is the difference between the church as a people and the church as a building. I have a friend um, who, uh, there are actually people whose job this is, but I have a friend who's been going around to different churches, just checking them out, um, in, investing, uh, investigating the churches and looking for, uh, looking for youth leadership in the churches. And, um, and whenever people like go around, there are people actually who go around to give a, a report of how a church is doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And whenever they go around and examine a church and try to figure out if, and what they're looking for is, would I want to come here again? And what they find is that churches that they do want to come to that church again 
have two things right off the bat that they're doing really well. The first, you wouldn't believe it because it sounds silly and nobody thinks about it, signage. People are looking for signs. People want to know where to go. And most people, uh, I don't, maybe, maybe this is just my horrible experience, but most people don't like to ask other people for directions. They want a sign that says, go this direction, or a GPS, or whatever. And so signage is hugely important whenever people first visit a church. They want to be able to see, where am I supposed to go? Where's the nursery? Where's uh, Sunday school happening at? Where's the sanctuary at? Because that's, those are important questions. The second thing that they look for is hospitality how people welcome them. And you get churches all along the spectrum. Uh, people, you, you walk into a church the first time and maybe you've experienced this and nobody even makes eye contact with you. They know you're there, but they won't make eye contact with you because you know, they feel like as soon as they make eye contact with you, then they're obligated to say hi or something and they don't even want you there. There are also those churches that tell you straight up, like you should leave because we're a closed community. Um, praise God, we're not one of those. And then you have churches that, uh, that go out of their way every step of the way to make sure that people feel welcomed. And there are many churches that are doing this well. In fact, most of the largest churches in, the, in our state or just our area, they have a person at every single point of contact from the moment people come near the church premises. People saying, hey, parking lot's this way. Hey, let me show you which direction to go to get to the church. Hey, we're so glad you're here. Here's a bulletin. Here's a cup of coffee. Here, you know, my credit card. I don't know. And people are all along the way are, are welcoming people into the church, helping them find the way, helping them feel welcomed, like they belong there. That's what the church is meant to be, a community of welcome, a community of invitation, a people that say, you are welcomed here, and you matter here, and we want you here. And simple acts of hospitality that make all the difference in the world for a church. But I don't want us to stop with just simple acts of hospitality. I'm going to be bringing up a concept now that, once again, has been a little cliche in the church for the past couple of years, but it is incredibly important that we grab onto this and understand it. I want us to shift from just basic, simple hospitality to radical hospitality. I feel like our church does a, a, a pretty good job of simple acts of hospitality. And I'm not you know, out there all the time, and so I, I don't get the full experience of it. But from my perception, at least, I feel like our church does a pretty good job of simple acts of hospitality. But I don't want us to stop there. We were never called to stop there. I want us to think about what it means to be a people of radical hospitality, to be a people who go the extra step. Radical, in front of this term hospitality, means going beyond what is easy or comfortable or normal, taking that next step. To be a people of radical hospitality means if, you're, if your maximum comfort level is like waving to somebody from 30 feet away like, I'm glad you're here, and you're just mouthing the words to pretend like you know, we're being friendly, then I encourage you to take the next step and actually walk up to that person and say, hey, I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're comfortable walking up to somebody and saying, hey, I'm so glad you're here, I want you to take the next step and see them again after church, after the service is over, and say, it was really great being able to worship with you this morning. And if you're comfortable going that far with them, then I want you to take the next step and connect with them again. And keep taking the next step beyond your comfort zone because that's what makes a difference in the life of the church, allowing people to feel welcomed, allowing people to feel like they matter. 
That's actually the only way that the church universal is going to survive in today's culture and context, is through radical hospitality, going the next step beyond what is easy or comfortable or normal, investing in people, bringing hope. And so I firmly believe that our church can become more than a building when we act in radical hospitality. And what I mean by that is, I mean, we become the image of God's kingdom here on earth when we act in radical hospitality. And that's a pretty bold claim. I recognize that. But Matthew, uh, Matthew 25, uh, starting in verse 34, talks about hospitality as the exact image of the kingdom of God, of what the kingdom of God looks like. Starting in verse 34, then the king, Jesus, will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And he will say to them, surely I tell you what you have done for the least of these, you have done for me also. The kingdom of God is all about hospitality. It's about welcoming people, about helping people understand that they are a part of this. They are welcomed here. They are loved here. They are cherished here, each and every one of us, that there is no exclusion from this. It's not, well, you have brown hair, so you're not welcomed into the kingdom of God because everybody knows blondes have more fun or whatever. It's about allowing people to feel welcomed, a part of something bigger than themselves. And so radical hospitality, whenever we embrace that, we allow our church to become the image of God's kingdom here on earth. We give people something to look at that says, that, that's what I want to be a part of. Anybody uh, watch the show? Oh no, I'm losing it. Oh no. Oh no. You'll know it once I sing the theme song though. Sometimes you want to go. Cheers, yes, thank you, where everybody knows your name. Oh, I'm probably tired of me singing too much during this sermon, right? Cheers, thank you very much. I can't believe that was slipping my mind. Sometimes you just want to be where everybody knows your name. Sometimes you just want to be where people care about you. And that's what the church is supposed to be from its inception. The church never started out as a building. It wasn't like Jesus was resurrected and everybody was like, all right, everybody grab a stone. We got we to gotta put up a monument right here, big steeple and all this stuff, and somebody needs to go make stained glass windows. Didn't happen that way. They started gathering together in small communities, persecuted communities, in people's houses. And the hosts had to say, you are welcomed here. We want you here. That was the foundation of the church, a people who say, yes, you belong. And so I'm, I'm not one of those people who, who says we should always be going back to the past and taking our example after the past, but the church in its inception was never meant to be a closed group of people. It wasn't a country club. It wasn't something where you just paid your dues in the basket that some weird people pass around and you, know, you get some sort of membership perks or something like that. It was a community who supported one another, who cared about one another, 
And that's the call of the church still today, to be a people who say, you are welcomed here. Our church begins to break down walls when hospitality becomes our top priority. And that's crucial because walls are typically used for either keeping something or someone out or keeping something or someone in, whatever that might be. Walls are used as barriers. And the church was never meant to be a place that said, we don't want this or we do want this. The church was never meant to be a a building with an actual structure that said, you know, we keep all of them on the outside and all of us stay on the inside. And we'll look at the rest of the world through our stained glass windows. The church is a people and we want to become a community that welcome all in and go out to others, to be a people who care about others. And so my question for us today as we go forth from this place is to genuinely ask ourselves, are we willing, are we willing to live into our identity of welcome and invitation and become a community of open hearts, open minds, open doors? That last part there is one of the mottos of the United Methodist Church, open hearts, open minds, open doors. And it's this, this uh, we could go into the deep theological meaning of each part of this. Uh, it's definitely not enough time for that. But that very last part, open doors, is probably the most crucial thing that any United Methodist Church could embrace, to be a place of open doors. It's probably the most crucial thing that any church could embrace, to be a place that says you are welcomed here, to be a place that says we don't exclude you for whatever reason. We welcome you and we're happy that you are here. And so are we willing to live into our identity of welcome and invitation and be a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors? And the word willing there is the part we need to focus on. Because we can say yes. We can talk about it. In fact, as like, like a good United Methodist Church, we could form a committee about it um, and you know, spend a couple of hours talking about what it means to be a people of hospitality. But willingness is where it all comes together. Is this something we actually want? If it's not something we want, that's okay. I say that's okay with the stipulation that, prepare yourself, we can't call ourselves a church anymore. We don't want to be a place of hospitality. That's fine. We can call ourselves something else. But if we want to be the church, not just a building, but the church for the people and the glory of God, then we have to be willing to say, yes, I want to welcome people. We want to invite people. We are happy that you are here. I'm very happy that you all are here. It means a lot to me. And, you know, not just because of your tithes and offerings and not just because of, uh, you know, attendance records or anything like that. I'm happy that you all are here because it means that you all are willing to contribute to something bigger than yourself. That there's something more that matters. And that maybe, just maybe, you can find that in the community of the church and be a people of welcome. And so that's my challenge. Let us be that. 
Let us be the people who say, you are welcomed here. At the end of, uh, at the, end of the service, that's what I want you to do. I'm going to give us that challenge. Before you walk out the doors, before you, know, you, you try to beat the Baptist to lunch or whatever your afternoon plans are, I invite you to just turn to somebody and say, I'm really glad that you are here this morning. Turn to somebody and say, your presence here matters. Because it does. That's the only way that we can continue to be the church, the image of God's kingdom here on earth. That's the way we live into our identity. It begins by breaking down the walls of exclusion and self-sufficiency and start saying, we welcome you here. So let us be a church of radical hospitality.